Stamps.com. Postage on demand. Print your own postage and shipping labels in seconds. Click instantly buy and calculate exact postage. Print postage labels, envelopes, or plain paper. Mail, affix, postage, and mail anywhere in the world. Give Stamps.com a try. Get $5 in free postage. Check offer details on Stamps.com. Corporate postage solutions have more than two locations. Stamps.com Enterprise is a postage solution for you. Shipping solutions. Process and print shipping labels fast. Enjoy shipping discounts and more. Stamps.com. U.S. Postage Meters. The choice is clear. Stamps.com offers more features at a fraction of the cost. Approved license vendor of USPS. Save big with discounted rates from USPS and UPS. Stamp.com is an independent vendor of the USPS and UPS. Here's how it works. Open Stamps.com account. Simply click the Get Started button to sign up for Stamps.com and get access to all the services of the post office right from your computer 24-7. Even get discounts you can't get at the post office. Try it out with $5 free postage. will give you four weeks to see if they are right for you. Stamps.com is so confident you'll like them, they'll also throw in $5 free postage to use during the four weeks. Don't pay unless you stay. Cancel your account online or call 1-855-608-2607 to cancel within the four-week trial period and pay no service fee. The monthly fee is just $17.99 plus applicable taxes, if any, including the first month. Your service will continue uninterrupted as long as you do not cancel. Your 24-7 post office sends invoices, letters, packages, print official USBS postage, domestic or international. No more guesswork. How much postage, what mail class, Stamps.com will figure it out for you. Eliminate trips to the post office. Anything you can do at the post office, you can do right from your desk 24-7. Do more than a postage meter for less. Avoid hidden fees, equipment for insurance, and there's no hard road to buy or lease. Never pay full price for stamps again. Get postage discounts you can't even get at the post office. Customer support always ready to help. Available by phone, email, or chat. Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. PT. Not just for small office mailing. Multi-location solutions, shipping solutions, and warehouse solutions. ThriveMarket.com. Healthy living made easy. Guaranteed savings on your favorite organic brands delivered to your door. Healthy groceries shouldn't break the bank. Low price promise. Find a product cheaper elsewhere. Thrive Market will beat the price. How it works. Build your order. Shop 6,000 plus wholesome products. Curated just for members. Never run out. Get returning deliveries on a schedule personalized to you. You're in control. Easily add or remove items. Skip a delivery or pause anytime. Your new one-stop shop. From organic pantry staples to clean beauty to non-toxic home. Shop by over 70 diets and values. Gluten-free, ketogenic, organic, vegan, thoughtfully sourced seafood. Thrive Market is a line 
closely with key industry watchdogs to identify partners who catch sustainable and traceable seafood. For $5 a month for an ask-free trial for 30 days, fast-free carbon-neutral shipping, free gifts and samples, every membership gives to someone in need, better for you and the planet, ethical money, ethical and sustainable sourcing, carbon-neutral shipping, zero-waste row houses, recyclable, compostable packaging, Thrive also gives back. Every annual membership sponsors a free one for a family in need. A Thrive's, at Thrive's mission is to help make organic food more accessible. Here's the conclusion of U.S. President number 25, William McKinley. Funeral Memorials and Legacy. Funeral and Resting Place. According to Gould, the national... The nation experienced a wave of genuine grief at the news of McKinley's passing. The stock market, faced with sudden uncertainty, suffered a steep decline, almost unnoticed in the morning. The nation focused attention on the casket that made its way by train, first to Washington, where it first lay in the east room of the executive mansion, and then in state to the Capitol, in the Capitol, and then was taken to Canton. A hundred thousand people passed by, the open casket in the Capitol Rotunda, many having wet hours in the rain. In Canton, as an equal, an equal number did the same at the Stark County Courthouse on September 18th. The following day, a funeral service was held at the First Methodist Church. The casket was then sealed and taken to the McKinley House, where relatives paid their final respects. It was then transported to the receiving vault at West Lawn Cemetery in Canton to await the construction of the memorial to McKinley already being planned. There was a widespread expectation that Ida McKinley would not long survive her husband. One family friend stated as William McKinley lay dying that they should be prepared for a double funeral. This did not occur. The former first lady accompanied her husband on the funeral train. Leach noted their circuitous journey was a cruel ordeal for the woman who huddled in a compartment of the funeral train, praying that the Lord would take her with her dearest love. She was thought too weak to attend the services in the Washington or Canton, although she listened at the door to the service for her husband in her house on North Market Street. She remained in Canton the remainder of her life, setting up a shrine in her house and often visiting the receiving vault until her death at age 59 on May 26, 1907. She died only months before the completion of the large monument to her husband in Canton, which was dedicated by President Roosevelt on September 30, 1907. William and Ida McKinley are interred there with their daughters atop a hillside overlooking the city of Canton. Other memorials. In addition to Canton, to the Canton site, there are many memorials in McKinley. There are the William McKinley Monument in front of the Ohio State House in Columbus, Ohio, and a monument at his birthplace in Niles. Twenty Ohio schools bear his name. There are several schools in the United States named McKinley School. Nearly a million dollars was pledged by contributors or allocated from public funds for the construction of McKinley memorials in the year after his death. Phillips suggests to the number of major memorials to McKinley in Ohio reflect the expectation among Ohioans in the years that McKinley's dead that he would be ranked among the great presidents. Statues to him may be found in more than a dozen states. His name had been bestowed on street-specific organizations and libraries. In 1896, a gold president gave McKinley's name to Denali, the tallest mountain in North America at 20,310 feet, 6,190 meters. 
Alaskan Board of Geographic named, changed the name to the of the mountain back to Denali in 1975, which is what it was called by locals. <coughs> the Department of the Interior followed suit in August 2015 as part of a visit to Alaska by President Barack Obama. Similar Denali National Park was known as Mount McKinley National Park until December 1980, when it was changed by legislation by, signed by President Jimmy Carter. Legacy and Historical Image McKinley's biographer H. Wynne Morgan remarks that McKinley died that most beloved president in history. However, the young enthusiast Roosevelt quickly captured public attention after his predecessor's death. The new president made little effort to secure the trade reciprocity McKinley had intended to negotiate with other nations, controversy, and a public interest surrounded Roosevelt throughout the seven and a half years of his presidency as memorials of McKinley faded. By 1920, according to Gould, McKinley's administration was deemed no more than a mediocre prelude to the vigor and energy of Theodore Roosevelt's Beginning in the 1950s, McKinney received more favorable evaluation. Nevertheless, in surveys ranking American president, he has generally been placed near the middle, often trailing contemporaries such as Hayes and Cleveland. Morgan suggests that his relatively low rank is due to a procession among historians that while many decisions during McKinney's presidency profoundly affected the nature of the future, he more followed public opinion than, than let it and that McKinley's sanity was suffered from altered public expression of the presidency. There has been a broad agreement among us that McKinley's election was at the time of a transition between two political eras dubbed the third and fourth party systems. Kenneth F. Warren emphasizes the national commitment to a pro-business industrial and modernizing program represented by McKinley. Historian Daniel P. Klinghardt argued that McKinley's personal control of the 1896 campaign gave him the opportunity to Reshape the president rather than simply follow the party platform, but represent himself as a voice of the, of the people. Webber Carl Rove exalted McKinley as a model for a sweeping political realignment behind George W. Bush in the 2000s, a realignment that did not happen. Some political scientists, such as David Mayhew, questioned whether the 1896 election truly represented a realignment, thereby placing an issue, an issue whether McKinley deserves credit for it. <coughs> Historian Michael J. Corsi argued in 2005 that while it is tempting to see McKinley as the key figure in the transition from congressional domination of government to the modern powerful president, this change was an, incre an incremental process through the late 19th and early 20th centuries. Phillips writes that McKinley's low rating is undeserved and that he should be ranked just after the great presidents such as Washington and Lincoln. <coughs> he pointed to McKinley's success at building an electoral coalition that kept the Republicans mostly in power for a generation. Phillips believes that part of McKinley's legacy is the men he included in his administration who dominated the Republican Party for a quarter century after his death. These officials included Cortelieu, who served in three cabinet positions under Roosevelt and Dawes, who became vice president under Coolidge. Other McKinley appointees who later became major figures include Day, whom Roosevelt elevated to the Supreme Court, where he remained nearly 20 years, and William Howard Taft, whom McKinley had made Governor General of the Philippines, and who succeeded Roosevelt as President. After his assassination, the present United States Secretary came into existence when the Congress deemed it necessary that presidential protection to be part of its duties. 
A controversial aspect of Bikini's residence is territorial expansion and the question of imperialism with the accession to the Philippines. Granted independence in 1946, the United States retains the territories taken under McKinley. The territorial expansion of 1898 is often seen by historians as the beginning of American empire. Morgan sees the, that historical discussion as a subset of the debate over the rise of America as a world power. He expects the debate of McKinley's sanctions to continue indefinitely without resolution and notes that, however, one judges McKinley's access in the American expansion, one of his motivations was, cha was to change the lives of Philippine, Filipinos and Cubans for the better. Morgan alludes to the rise of interest in McKinley as part of the debate over the or assertive American foreign policy of recent decades. McKinley was a major actor in some of the most important events in American history. His decisions shaped the future policies and public attitudes. He usually rises in three estimations of scholars who study his life in detail. Even those who disagree with his policies and decisions see him as an active, responsible, informed participant in charge of decision-making. His dignified demeanor and subtle operations keep him somewhat remote from public perception, but he is once again at the center of events where he started. Notes. Vice President Hubert Darden office, as this was prior to the adoption of the 25th Amendment in 1967, a vacancy office of Vice President was not filled until the next ensuing election and inauguration. In 1896, some of the King's comrades lobbied for him to be belatedly awarded the Medal of Honor for his bravery that day. Lieutenant General Nelson A. Miles was inclined to grant McKinley the award, but when the, then the President-elect heard about the effort, he declined that See Armstrong, PP 38-41, Phillips, page 21. Until the ratification of the 20th Amendment in 1933, the Constitution prescribed that Congress begin its regular sessions in the early December, see U.S. Sessions of Congress. Before the passage of the 17th Amendment to the United States Constitution in 1913, senators were re-elected by state legislatures. Thank you for listening to this episode of 25th U.S. President William McKinley. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Stay tuned next week for a new president. And I hope you stay safe during this coronavirus pandemic that extends into 2021. And now the vaccines are out, and we hope for a normalcy, if that can ever happen. Have a good week, and thank you for listening.